This is the SCT Show. Here are your hosts, Tanbir Rana. Nope, GM fucking bat 1000. It's not, it's never, it's not possible. You can't bat 1000. And Nam Man. Jim's like literally like probably struggling. Like, what is this? Nobody told me that there's math involved in this job. <laughs> Season 2. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode. Um, we have ourselves a series, uh, Canucks with their first win of the series uh, last night and a fantastic game, a much better game than game one. Series is tied 1-1. Now I'm here, we've got uh, Tanbir on the other side. Oh, what are your thoughts on the game? What are your thoughts on the series? Game one and game two? Um, game, game one was frustrating. Um, Obviously, this is a long. This is gonna be a series that's gonna go the distance. I feel like these two teams are have the exact same record. Um, you know, Vancouver play I think one less game than them, so it's pretty much like a wild card, like eight versus nine, which yeah. is a ten versus ten matchup. And it's gonna be um, interesting to see what happens uh, uh, along the series. But I think Travis Green blew an opportunity game one. He didn't dress the best lineup. He went with a vet, veteran heavy lineup, and. That, that that game right there could cost us the the series here because you know it's only a five game series and um yeah like I have to, have to give up a game I understand for the seven game series but in a five game series you have to dress your best lineup no matter what and and let's be honest he didn't he didn't dress the best lineup and I had to I had to uh, you know criticize him for that like as a fan a guy that's so invested in a team I want to see the best lineup dressed every night. And Travis Green failed to do that, and I had to criticize him. And people could say, "Oh, you go look up, look at upper management, look at Jim Benning." And I understand Jim Benning has a lot, has made a lot of mistakes. You think I just let those, uh, you know, out of the back of my head? Like I honestly feel like Jim Benning has done an okay job. But if this year we don't beat Minnesota, because I thought that you know we we're gonna play 82 games and we we're gonna like this is a five game series to make the playoffs. And you built this team. You've had six years. You've coached this team. You've had this is your third year. You have to prove to me that you could take this team to the next level. And this it starts here with Minnesota and and, and, a, and an improved effort in game two. I think game two, you could tell that it was a different team, a more motivated team, and a faster team when you put Jake Bertan in and even Louis Erickson, who played twenty minutes, twenty minutes, like twenty minutes. He played twenty minutes and he had no shots on net, but. For some reason, this guy makes zero mistakes. He helps you penalty, penalty kill. And I was impressed by Louis. I was, even though he wasn't really much noticeable. Dude, it's the contract with Erickson. You know that, right? Like, you take the contract out of the yeah. equation, and he's an NHL player. For sure. And I think that that's that you could tell that game two lineup was better. And obviously, Toffoli wasn't playing. If you could get Toffoli in the lineup. But that's the interesting thing, though. You said the lineup change you know, made such a big impact. So mm-hmm. what what was the change? The change was Toffoli out, Godet out, Vertanen in, and Eriksson in. Honestly, the lineup wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't even agree with this. Uh, the game two lineup, but the best players were better. So, of course. In, in so it one, wasn't so much the lineup. It was really yeah. the fact that the top guys said. Okay. This. Sure. Yeah. Like I guess Bo Horvat didn't show up game one. Uh, yeah. Tanner Pearson was brutal awful, game one. Awful. Man. Um. There was a lot of guys like I think Pedersen, man, that kid. 
<laughs> I saw Besser and Pedersen and Hughes were fine game one. They were they were everybody, fun. They were everybody perfect. else was pretty yeah. pretty bad. But I feel like yeah. I feel like with a Pedersen, man, this kid does not like, he reminds me so much. Of he's him. amazing, right? He's not I mean, he, he was he he's was not, the best player in game two again. Again, yeah, like in, yeah. Yeah, he didn't dominate the score sheet, but you notice his presence. Like he drew two penalties. He's just a like he will push you back. Like Jordan Greenway comes up to him and he's and he's pushing him. This guy's like got like 30, 40 pounds on, on Pedersen. Petey like, beat him up. <laughs> like, fuck you, I'm gonna hit you back. And he got a penalty, he drew a penalty, yeah. which, which is nice to, you know, nice to get, especially after game one, the way he was getting cross checked and getting back up and like, you know, fighting back. And that's the kind of that's the kind of player, you know, I, I expected this kid to be, and that's what he's become. And he's he's gonna he still hasn't made his impact on the series. And I think game three. I think games coming up here. This is where Pedersen uh, takes over. He's been he's been our best player from game yeah. one and two. But I think now on the score sheet, he takes over. I, I I felt like I had so much confidence in the way that line was going. I felt like they were going to get at least two or three goals. And uh, I mean, and they did just not in, in, in game two. And yeah. you know, I mean, they're they're playing so well. PD's playing. Like we are so goddamn lucky that we got we got Petey and we got Hughes and we get to watch them play in, in these you know real meaningful games. Um, game one, like it's kind of funny because you know my takeaway of game one was the first ten minutes we just got our ass handed to us, right? Like yeah. it was all Minnesota. It was really ugly. Uh, Marky was probably the reason why. It wasn't, you know, three or four nothing, despite the fact that he let a really bad goal in. He yeah. made, like, three solid, amazing <laughs> stops, right? Yeah. So, you know, we, we, we kind of got it going after that 10-minute mark. And, and then, then I would say for the next 20 minutes of the game, I felt like we were the better team. And I felt like we were getting, you know, kind of momentum and we were going to, you know, we're, we're getting closer to that equalizer. And then Tanner Pearson takes that penalty. Minnesota scores. And then I think that's it. Like it was, it was just curtains at that point, and and that was the end of that game. So unfortunately, it wasn't like we played awful. I think we were just you know demoralized. One thing I'll say that I really, really appreciated, I really liked about game two, um, that shorthanded goal at the end of the first period could have been that exact same momentum buster that the Tanner Pearson penalty and then the you know, the the uh, goal scored by Minnesota on the power play. It could have been that same sort of momentum well, buster. We right after. We but we didn't. Two. Yeah. We didn't. After, after, after the one, one, yeah, exactly. We didn't allow the right? goal. We didn't. We didn't. No, we didn't. We sat there and, we you know, maybe the intermission was a good thing at that point. And um, JT Miller, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, this yeah. guy has been huge for us all year long. And his goal, you even saw greener on the bench, um, like he was fist pumping, you yeah. know, like Greener was absolutely fist pumping. He was so stoked with that goal because I think even he sensed we needed that goal bad. Mm -hmm. If you go down to Minnesota, like that's the problem yeah. is you can't play from behind against uh, a team that's so well Defense. defensive, yeah, right? right? That's going to be the rest of the series here. We've got, you know, a best of three here. And and I wouldn't be surprised if that's another key is we got to get that first goal because that gives us such a major advantage in this series. Um, playing from behind is gonna really suck against Minnesota, man. Yeah, um, 
with that said, Staylock, that first game was probably one of the weakest shutouts I think I've ever seen. Not many opportunities, yeah. Not many opportunities. It was super, and then he was all flashing and acting all cocky and this and that. And it was like, dude, chill, right? And and I don't know, I don't have I don't have any confidence. Uh, if I was a Minnesota fan, I would have no confidence in Staylock as my goalie. He doesn't he doesn't look that great. Like he looks he just like meh. I mean, I, I'm a little surprised. You know, maybe they should have gone with that AHL goalie of theirs who you know apparently was AHL goalie of the year. Doobie? I don't know, man. Doobie's had such an awful year, and yeah, he's, he's been year. bad for a while. Chance to like, you know, get back, and he had some trouble. Apparently, his wife had some issues or whatever, and off ice issues. Like, yeah. like, just imagine what this guy could, you know. Maybe he's maybe he's now all that stuff is done with, and now he's just like focused on hockey, and he's gonna, you know, go out and prove. Like, I, I was like giving the guy that needs to prove himself. You know, look, and I don't want like I think if Dubnik gets in, get gets in here, he could easily steal the, uh, Minnesota the series. He, he's he's, he he's been overrated for a couple of years though, man. But he's had a he's had a resume in the past where he was a resume candidate and stuff. So that was a few years year. ago. Yeah, that was a few well, years ago. Yeah, for sure. But he has a resume, right? So yeah. I, don't I don't know. I stay locked. I like I, like I I truly believe it, like no bullshit. I truly believe as long it's as stay locked is a goal, we're gonna win. We shoot high on him, we're gonna score. I think uh, we're gonna win. Game one, we couldn't yeah. get hooked up high, and every time we did, we missed the net. We yeah. have. Oh, we missed a lot of missed yeah. a lot of shots. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of block shots too. Ryan, what were yeah. your thoughts on the series? Um, you watched the last two games. Of course, or I did. But like, <laughs> if they don't beat Minnesota, like yeah. the season's a failure. It is. You can't I, even like we, say, we, "Oh we no!" But like, they did this. They did that. JT Miller had a great year. Blah blah blah. If you don't beat Minnesota, it's a failure. Like it's kind of sad if you don't beat Minnesota. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I hate to like. It's true. Like even though like the odds are right now, I think it's like even odds right now. Yeah. And and and, 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 and you could make a you could make an argument that the series, you know, is is a really even series. We're probably gonna go to five, but like we've got hands down the better. You know, we got the the, the better top end talent. Right? Easily, and, easily. And we saw that in game two, right? I mean, I haven't really. Like Minnesota hasn't really scared me, at least offensively. Five no. on five, Fiala has scored a goal yet. Fiala, man, Fiala is scary. Five on five, goal, which is great. Which is absolutely that's one thing that you can look at and be really positive about with the Canucks in the first two games, or even the game one. We didn't allow. I guess a shorthanded goal sucks, but we haven't allowed a five on five goal. No, no five on five goal. Exactly, and. Uh, the first game, the PK was 50%. So that right there cost us a game. The yep. first goal, you can't really do anything about that as a PK unit. Yep. Martin has to save that. But the second goal, Tyler Mott out of position. Um, yep. Edler screening the goalie, trying to block the shot. And if you're going to do that, you got to block it. You know? yep. So, uh, I, yeah, it looked like a pretty bad goal again for Marky because that five hole was so open. You know what I mean? But, yep. like, again, that that's a... The thing you can't see the puck because Edler's laying there. Edler's and, there, yeah. So, so I, again, I'm going to give Marky a pass there for sure. But yeah. I think that the Markstrom, like game two, like I don't know if he was excellent. Like I, like I, obviously you have, you have such high expectations now after what he was doing in the season. But um, that first goal he allowed a shorthanded one, not okay. A like it wasn't. It wasn't like 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 you would. Imagine the regular season marquee we saw would stop that, right? He would stop exactly. So, yeah. I, I like I think Markstrom's been good. Like he's been like if I would give him a grade, it'd be a B plus. Like for the first two games, which is good enough for him. 
for us to win, right? Yeah. But if we yeah. could even get to that regular season marking again, I think Minnesota has no chance. Because yeah. right now, like we are, like, we haven't even allowed a five-on-five goal yet. We're not, we're not giving that much. Marky hasn't been Marky in game no. like in the season. But if Marky could even, re- if he could get back to that A plus level that he was at, which we've yeah. already seen and we know he could do, just like I think that's when we could be clicking. And maybe Marky is saving that. But he's been making the saves when he needs to. I'll give him that. But it's just you know, like it's that first goal. Like uh, you gotta like sometimes a soft goal could just kill a team. But for sure, you know what time in the game, I guess. For sure. What do you think about the atmosphere and this whole like? There's no fans in the, you know in the stands. Like, yeah. what are your thoughts about that? What are your thoughts about the whole you know kind of product, the, the sure. ice product? But the pro- the ice product's been fabulous. It's been I don't even use the word fabulous ever. So. That's a <laughs> that's a big uh, compliment to give to the NHL. I think they're doing great, um, but again, the fans not being there, obviously, you want the fans there. You want that noise, but on the TV, man, it's different. Like on the TV, you're so focused on the hockey that the crowd you don't even notice it most of the time, right? Um, but like, like obviously, if you're like not being at the game, suck because like that's something that you look forward to, especially if your team is playing in games like these. You want to be at the game. You want to cheer the team yeah. up. And you want to be able to, you know, have a beer and a hot dog. And yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. again, like, like I don't mind the, the hockey. The hockey's been awesome. Like, it's been so yeah. nice to have hockey, basketball back. Uh, it's changed. Like, I, I forget about Corona because the sports are back on and yeah. and you're just, uh, you know, sitting at home and enjoying you're kind of feeling normal, here. right? Yeah, it feels normal. Yeah. So. yeah. You know, the, the biggest surprise to me has actually been that both the NF, uh, NBA and the NHL, no positive COVID cases over the last couple of weeks. I think that's fantastic. Like, the bubble is working. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I thought there would be some. Right. I mean, I thought I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons why it didn't work out in Vancouver. Right. Because they couldn't get, you know, kind of that agreement of what are we going to do when there's a positive case. But imagine if they can somehow get through this two month stretch, um, then I'm sure, you know, Vancouver is probably going to be regretting not, you know, kind of letting them come in here and play it here. I mean, obviously, we know with the fact that Aquilini let go a bunch of staff. I don't think that's that, you know, those staff would have been let go of if, if, you know, we were hosting, you know, the, the cups, you know, cup final here and whatnot. Um, So, you know, I think it's one of those things where um, kudos to the NHL, man, like, and the NBA, especially they're doing what they're doing in Florida, right? (laughs) In Florida, of all places, right? So, um, you know, you know, major kudos, bubbles work. We saw baseball here, right? Baseball's got like two major outbreaks going on. It's a complete shit show. I think the players aren't taking it as serious there in baseball either. I feel like you know. Yeah, I think we're we're being joined by Jason as well. How's it going, Jason? Oh, blackout on us, eh? Yeah, he's got the blackout going on us. Jason, can you can you hear us? Yeah, uh, he's having some technical issues. (laughs) Oh, no. I my there there it is. We can hear you. He's here. There it is. How's how's it going, Jason? We were we were just talking about um, how there's been no positive cases uh, in both the NBA and the NHL. 
um, you know, of, of COVID, considering the fact that, especially the NBA being in, in, in you know, America, Florida of all places, and uh, major kudos to the NHL for, um, for getting that done and the NBA for getting that done. What they've put into place here, yeah. uh, it, it really makes you feel like we could actually go get through this two-month stretch. Do you think that, um, uh, like, obviously the bubble works, right? But, like, with yeah. the NHL, like, they're just saying unfit to play. So, like, are, are the NHL, like, announcing how many tests are done and how many people yeah. have been tested? they do that on weekly, weekly they basis. Weekly? Okay, okay, okay. That yeah. Makes yeah. But, like, yeah, with us, like, not even with unfit to play stuff, you don't know if it's COVID or – most of the time, I think you'll know it's an injury during the yeah. game. But I'm not a fan of that. that. I'm not a fan of the unfit to play thing, yeah, right? That, because, yeah. like, everybody just automatically assumes it's COVID – yeah. And uh, and then, you know, even if it's not, it kind of ends up becoming, you know, one of those things where then everybody's all confused, like what's actually happening here. Yeah. Um, you know, all the other leagues, they're open about it, right? Yeah. And, and I don't know, I'm, 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 I guess I'm not a huge fan of this. But... What's going on, bud? So for some reason, when I have my phone to my ear, I can hear you guys. But if I yeah. take it off, it doesn't come out of the speaker. So I don't know what's going on. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you hear, but, uh, we can hear you. We can hear you perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. Cause I can hear you guys when I put it to my ear. But otherwise, cause I thought it'd be like FaceTime. But yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Get, put on some headphones, like Nam. Yeah, put on the headphones if you have any. Yeah, give it, give it a try. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, no, because so let's talk about some of the other series as well. In general, we won't talk about any specific series. Uh, overall, I think one of the things that I expected that we were going to see this week was chaos, right? Would you not agree that we're seeing chaos? I mean, Montreal yeah, won today. Talk to me about Montreal's on two one. Don't even. I just, I put a hundred bucks down on Pittsburgh and Edmonton to win today. I think Edmonton's winning. Edmonton's winning right now, three two. What is this? Fucking losing me money, like. Wait, Dude, it's been chaos, man. Absolute been, chaos. They've been scoring goals on Carey Price. At least be able to fucking defend the fucking Matt Murray, man. <laughs> that's what you get for. That's what you get for playing Matt Murray. Dude, like I was so confident. You know, the teams won a cup two times. Like, like you know, they have the experience. They have Crosby. Montreal's like a fucking five hundred club, man. They have fucking, <laughs> yeah. They have like fucking Nick Suzuki and Cock and Yemi going all fucking wild on you, like. Come so on, give hey, Suzuki's good. With Murray over Jerry? Uh, no idea. I think it's Murray right now, but it is Murray. I don't know why they why why they why they pick uh, Murray though. No idea. It makes no sense because yeah. the way they were playing in the regular season, they always play better with Jerry. Yeah, yeah. And then it makes no sense now just because they're in the bubble with the switch, and it's obviously costing them because some of the goals that Murray's let in are yeah. such bad goals. Yeah. For sure, and but well, the thing is, Murray's won you two cups, and then you, as a coach, you're just gonna go with the guy that that's gotten you to the to the finals and to the cup, right? So yeah, I understand Sullivan's decision, but after this game, you you have to go back to uh, Jari. You know, like he's been your best goalie. Oh, game four, <laughs> gotta win a game here. You know, otherwise yeah. you're done. <laughs> you're in, you're in the laffy taffy sweepstakes. Otherwise, and by the way, you know if Pittsburgh loses, they're winning it, right? Like, yeah. I mean, come on, that's just happening, right? That's a given. They <laughs> will. Let's let's get Jason's take. Jason, what are you, what's your take for the Canucks' first two games? So the first game was just terrible. Everybody pretty much played bad. Yeah. The only highlights I saw that I liked 
like that come to mind is Patterson. Yeah. Every time they try to hit him in the corners, he always fight back. That's good. You like to see that from your star guys. Yeah. Because they're ready for the physicality of the playoffs. Yeah. So the thing is, nobody else joined him. He was trying yeah. to drive the bus, and all these guys are just freaking picking their ass, doing nothing. Especially <laughs> Tanner Pearson. He was awful, game one. He was awful. Awful. And to think that people celebrated that we won the trade with Branson for Pearson, Pittsburgh's <laughs> probably laughing because they got rid of this load of crap. Well, that first, no, that first, that first game was bad, but I thought game two was better. Well, he scored right early on. Good for him to kind of like you know get that monkey off his back of the yeah. game one what, monkey, right? What were your thoughts on game two, then, Jason? Game two, pretty much the same thing, but. The thing was, all the other guys jumped in. They came with Patterson. They joined yeah. in game support he needed. But yeah. what about that shot by JT Miller? What a, what a shot, man. Freaking toe drags around Dumba. Yeah. Dumba's just walking at him. Snipes. Yeah. That, that, soon, buddy. Yo, that might have been... Oh, shit, Chicago just scored. That It's 3-3 now. That um, goal by JT Miller might just be the biggest goal of the season. It might be. But right? it's going to happen still, man. You know, yeah. you're, it's very true, very true, right? Yeah. There's still a lot of hockey to play. But just think about, you know, everything that was going on. It's 1-1. Um, you know, in, in, in the second period, you, you really don't want to go down against Minnesota again. You need a goal. In fact, if you recall, they had just killed off a penalty, right? And so yeah. you get that momentum, and then right after, within what, a couple minutes, um, Peter Tabesser... And we got a three-one lead, and the rest is history, right? Just, like that was that, that, that huge. PD was just how did PD even like think about just getting a little touch pass on that? Like that's just IQ, like that you know that some players in the league don't have, and yeah. I don't know who you guys are thinking of right now. But like, <laughs> <laughs> is it, it, does his name rhyme with a uh, bake Kurtanen? <laughs> Oh god, dude! Playing him game one, playing not playing him not game playing one, was one of the the stupidest coaching decisions. Hey, ever. Jake was good. Jake was good in game two. He only played he what, only like ten minutes or so. He was noticeable in eight. He was minutes. solid in like ten minutes or so. Yeah, but again, right? I understand that Green doesn't trust him, but he puts defensemen on their heels with his speed. And Jake he, had a couple of scoring chances. Yeah, he he drew a penalty. Yeah. Right? I mean, come on. That's a solid 10 minutes worth of work. Yeah. like He, and, had, he had a good back check, too. Yeah. The good back check. That he saved yeah. on that was your favorite, Tyler Myers. Yeah. That was the best defensive play. Myers. Myers was, just, Myers was awful yesterday. Time. He was awful. We already talked about how bad. Yeah, I mean, Myers was just awful like, yesterday. Yeah. He was a... Uh, he wasn't great, but I thought game one. I, I like his physicality, though. Like he is gonna, you know, uh, you know, rough a, def- a player up in the corner. Um, he's good to have in scrums, <laughs> but uh, like he's he's not he's not good. Branson bad. So like no 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 he's not gutty. Nice. Nobody hey, hey only gutty is gutty bad. Okay, was <laughs> close to gutty. Gutty gutty honestly might have been among the worst defensemen. Um, yeah. I, I've seen I over bad. the last yeah, I feel bad. batch. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I'm sure he was great in the locker room and all that type of yeah. crap, but he was he was just like, a, he gave up a goal a game, right? With just like a stupid play. But anyways, 
those are just nightmares from you know back in the day. Um, but yeah, no, Myers is definitely better than that. But at the same time, you know, it's that same sort of thing with as Erickson, right? Like, like Erickson is an NHL player, yeah, yeah. right? He's just not a six million dollar NHL player, yeah, right? That's his problem. And just like Erickson, like he had a great impact on the. I thought he like even though he was unnoticeable and he had zero shots on that, his his presence <laughs> on the second line. Was, yo, yo, his his that one play where. His stick shattered on him. <laughs> that's Ericsson's year in Vancouver. Like that's that is Ericsson's career in Vancouver right there. It's been yeah. And then his next shift, he comes up the ice, has another odd man rush. Yeah. And he just and he passes it to the middle and he falls out. <laughs> Ericsson, you know, he's good for the laughs. Greener trusts him a lot, man. He does trust him a lot. He, like, how do you go from like, Healthy scratch, arguably speaking, the fifteenth, you know, forward, you know, in the pecking order, to twenty minutes. You know, yeah. I mean, like it, it says a lot. But I think, Michael Furlan's done now, eh? Like just new. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, what, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Jason, you go ahead. So, Michael Furland, that guy needs to definitely be careful what he wants to do in the future. Because if I was him, I would not even risk coming back to hockey. I'm not 100% sure on this, but I think he does actually have a wife and kids. Yeah, I believe he's got a family as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and if you're trying to enjoy life after hockey, that's got to be main priority in the situation. And you just take your contract to the bank, retire, enjoy life. Because you don't want to end up coming back, getting another concussion, and then who knows, you wake up and you can't play with your kids properly and you miss everything in their life. So, Like a Derek Dorsett decision, man. Derek Dorsett retired pretty that tough. He made that tough decision for sure. And, and it wasn't yeah. even a head injury, it was a neck injury. And yeah. those are obviously serious for sure. Um, but, but he was a guy that liked to fight, play physical. Uh, probably had better career high numbers. But uh, Dorsett was a similar type player. And uh, I, th- yeah, I agree with you. Take him under the bank, man. And except for the Canucks, obviously, you know, giving him that contract. Um, but at the end of the day, there's ways. Luckily, there's ways to get uh, the IRs helpful. But I know how it LTIRs. Yeah. So basically, like the way that um, there's a report that came out um, by Dan Murphy uh, earlier this evening, which yeah. stated that. Uh, so typically, what happens is um, contracts in the NHL get insured, and this report stated that. Um, he does not believe that the Furland contract got insured because if you have a pre-existing condition, then insurance companies are not going to want to take on the risk, right? Yeah. Now, sometimes there's a, like a sort of an NHL insurance that still covers these contracts, mm-hmm. but it's possible that this contract is uninsured. So what that means is from a real dollar perspective, that's $14 million for Aquilini down the drain compared to having insurance foot the bill, right? At least for the remaining three years. Now, in terms of a cap hit, um, it sucks because like LTIR is one of those things where, yeah, you get sort of that, you know, breathing room, if you will, so you can put the guy on LTIR, but the mechanism you you, you need to use to get to it is uh, very challenging, right? Like, you got to be very cap savvy. You got to reach this cap ceiling and then put them on LTIR, and then you get 3.75 million of cap space. So it takes a lot of kind of cap manipulation, and and, and it really keeps you on your toes. The other thing that sucks about it is if you have any uh, bonus overages, they will end up getting applied to your your, your cap next season. So, for example, this year, 
Pedersen and Hughes, and Chicago just scored with one minute to go. Wow, it's 4-3. Four. Three. Yeah. Um, so Pedersen That's and Hughes. Either way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pedersen and Hughes uh, have $2 million bonuses from this year. Well, yeah. because the Canucks were living on LTR this year, um, those two millions are going to hit the cap next year. Yeah. And next year is another, it's probably the, the last scary year for us. Scary in a good way too, right? Because it means that our young kids are doing great, but Pedersen and Hughes could end up hitting upwards of $4 million of bonuses. And so pretty much you could end up in a scenario where you still get some you know, damage, but I mean, it all depends on, you know, kind of how those bonuses end up materializing. Yeah. Um, it's not ideal. Like, I mean, this is not one of those, I know some people will just kind of be like, oh, well, you took a swing and a miss and you put them on all LTIR. Um, you, you don't really want to take the risk if you don't need to take the risk. Yeah. I get it why Jimbo did it because when you watch Berlin play, um, you, you, see, the, you know, player. You, you see, you see old. it, right? Like you, you totally players. get it. Like this is the type of guy that teams love, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, especially like if you were, you know, like a Calgary type or even Carolina when he was there for the one year, and you got him at those like you know cheap deals, you know, like before they kind of hit their payday. Oh man, like they're so valuable, right? But unfortunately, um, you know, there's a reason why no team went four years. And, uh, you know, and, and now we got to live with the fact that he's going to be potentially, I mean, we're assuming that his career is done. It may not say, be. So now with that said, right, that's sort of, you know, the contract side of things. I do think that the most important part of all of this and the side that is the most, you know, like really at the end of the day, what matters is he's his health. Vision, he's having vision issues. His um, health, man. His health for sure. Um, like you said, it's not like more like it's not like migraines or headaches or stuff. It's more vision issues, and I wonder if that could affect his, like you know, like his eyes, like in the future. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You, you know, um, Pronger, Pronger had some concussion issues too, right? Near the end of the <laughs> end of his career, yeah. and he had some stories where yeah, there were crazy. It was bad, right? Like, like right up to like one seventy. Like that's like one seventy is what you. You're trying to go over one. Obviously, once if you're trying to go over when you play in in the NHL, like you yeah. work hard. You know what I mean? Like one seventy is nothing for these guys. Yeah, you know, like yeah, no, it, he had it. He had it rough, right? Like um, mm-hmm. the the downside, you know, for these type of health concerns, it's bad, man. Yeah. So I I hope you know beyond the contract and all that type of you know that's not really you know, hey, that's most work. Hopefully he can get back to being healthy. Yeah. But he's got to stop, right? He's got to stop trying. Right? And like, he, at all, this point? Yeah, he, I think he's going to stop. He's got to, right? Like, I mean, somebody's got to step in. The NHL, the Canucks, somebody's got to step in and be like, look, like, you've tried multiple times. Yeah. And, like, it's cringeworthy, man. I, I cringed at his fight. Yeah. And he, he won. Derek Dorsett, man, just go in there and talk, talk to him. I don't know, but, like, he, he made the right decision, I felt like. It sucked what happened with Dorsett, you know, because he was on a he was on a pace to have a career high that year, and yeah. it doesn't really matter. The team sucked anyways, but like like he made the right decision. He knew that like you know he's, he's got a kid, he's got you know a wife that he has to make sure he's you know good for in the future, and especially if a young kid. I think Merlin just had a kid too, 
played yeah. not too long ago. So Chicago just won. They're up to one now. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Like there are two number twelve seeds that are up two one in the playoffs. I think it's almost meant for these good teams to get Lafreniere or something. Like holy fuck. Especially if like Arizona's up. Also, in Arizona, I believe is a 11 seed, right? So you could end up with a scenario here where you could end up with three of the top, sort of, let's call them four seeds, <laughs> entering the, the play-in round, in the West, losing and 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 going to the Laffy sweepstakes. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Like Dude, Edmonton, Edmonton winning the lottery is not good. That's that awful. Good. It's awful. Awful. That is. No. Pretty much if I've been to the West for lottery, I'll never watch hockey again. I know. <laughs> That's a That's a, I'm done. I, I, don't, I don't blame anybody who decides to quit watching if Edmonton wins the lottery again. I mean, that's not good. That's awful, man. This, no, I'm actually like the, like, the idea in my head is, like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, you have Lafreniere, Drysdale, and McDavid just – in your own division, and as a fan, you you want to see your team win, man. Like, and and you have to go against these guys every fucking year with like, holy yeah. fuck, man. Well, like, I mean, the series ain't over yet, but it's, over yet, but it's, it's getting close, and it's getting that the reality is about to set in almost. Even then, it's only a twelve and a half percent chance, right? I mean, oh, but it just seems like. The hockey gods are, you know, he's destined to end up on one of the better teams, isn't he, right? It's going to be like a Pittsburgh or like, you know, like an Edmonton, you know, like a team that you're just sort of like, what the fuck? You know, it could be New York, and I think that would be the best case scenario because New York's already out now, right? They're already eliminated. The Rangers with him would be very, very sick. They're lacking that talent. Because, it, you know... Get, get, like you know, like East. A, a elite team or anything. They could be, yeah. but like it's not like McDavid drives that on. You know, Nash- like, Nashville's got a good defense, man. I mean, if they end up landing him too, like that'd be, good. that'd be good for them. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe a team like Florida is better. Right, keep them out east, out, out of our. We need a team yeah. out east, man. We need a team out east. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, one of those four teams out east win it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because I mean. Uh, at least from our perspective, Colorado is going to be enough as is to deal with over the next few years. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a powerhouse team for the next five or 10 years. Oh, yeah. Right? Like the Avs, especially because they've got a pretty good you know, pipeline, at least in the top end talent. I think um, they're, 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 they have a chance to win this year. To win this year? I think so, too. Yeah. They, hey, they look good today, right? I think they won, was it 4 nothing? I believe? They're winning this year. I, I didn't, like... I think the only team that could really beat them, and, and my heart just says this, like, I think because Boston? They, no, my heart. The Canucks? I think they could beat Colorado. Were you, were you the guy going on uh, online on, on Twitter saying that we're, we're at the Avs level? Was that you? I never said we're Avs level. But I said, I, I've said this on, on here before, I think that we match up well with them. Because yeah. like, the game that's seen these guys go head to head against each other, all been great games. We beat them in March, not too long ago. Uh, it was the highest scoring game. Um, we could beat. We beat. We've uh, given them games, and we've had some fun games against them. I think that the Canucks are are matched. 
like like stylistically, they have a chance because they have like you know high powered offense against high powered offense. Even without Toffoli, Toffoli might be gone for four to six weeks, right? Like that's what the yeah we got you know, that. right. We I haven't think, even touched on that. I don't know. So does he that, have a broken foot? That's so, rumor yeah. has it he's walking around in the in a in a in an air cast. He's checking right. out. <laughs> That's a pretty uh, bold thing to say. He's pulling our Kyrie Irving. Wow! Oh, no, you gotta think. You gotta think of it from his perspective. No way! You're, you're not gonna go there. Tyler. No, 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 I'm not gonna go there. He's Actually, not, go there. Go there. Good, for the, good, good for the ratings. No, yeah, you're straight up. But Give us he, a clap here. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, sure, for sure. I think that most likely he's hurt. I'm not saying like I as a hockey player mentality. Yeah, I think that he's probably hurt. So you're not saying that he's yeah, sitting but, out for but, contract reasons. But yeah, but if you think about it, uh, if he's in his head already made the decision that he's not going to be here next year, yeah. right? Why is he risking another injury, right? Uh, a bad uh, uh, if he had a bad playoffs, it could it could hurt his contract negotiation with his agent and a team that wants to sign him in LA. You, you, you don't think a broken foot hurts his negotiations? A bro, exactly, a broken foot. Maybe, maybe. Okay, if he is hurt, if he is hurt, which he is, Paul, hey, right? Your pal Sakaris already came out and said that this injury might be um, making the Canucks think twice about whether they want to go in on Toffoli or not. Yeah, and that's fine. I, I think that he was great for us in the games that he played, but let's be honest. In game one, that's my last impression of him, and he wasn't great. And maybe he was hurt. That's probably why he wasn't great. But again, a lot of this stuff that you like, hockey is mental. And if mentally you've already made the decision in your head that you're never going to be here, right? Like, wow. Make- so Tanbeer saying that Defoli has made the decision he's not going to be here. Clip it, Ryan. I, I, I got don't it. Know. I got I it. I think I think why like look at what LA has in the pipeline coming up. He's going back to LA. I think he's going to be in Anaheim or LA. I think he'll be in California. He's got too many ties there. I'm not saying his wife works for the Dodgers too. Don't forget that. I'm not trying to create any controversy, people. I'm not going after Tyler Toffoli. It's his right. Wow. As 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 an athlete, it's his right. In the NBA, they do it all the time. In the NBA, they know that they're not—they're not trying to risk contract, um, you know, lose any money on their contracts. They're trying to get their chicken, like Marshawn Lynch says, right? So, like at the end of the day, I don't blame Tyler to fully what he's—if he's hurt, it's fine. Like it's, it's okay. But, but you don't blame him for not wanting to play, right? Wing, yeah, wing, I don't blame him for that. I'm not—I'm not trying to create any controversy or anything. I'm just, <laughs> I am. I am. Right? I mean. I, I'm yeah. just happy. I'm just happy that you're walking down this path. Yeah, it's it's a question you gotta you gotta ask as a fan. No chance, man. Come on. Ooh. The guy showed up like to you know like in the middle of COVID here. You know, Sven Barchi basically said peace. Like yeah. I'm out. Like I, I ain't coming to show up to this thing. Sven Barchi could have been in the lineup yesterday, right? He came here, right? Like let's let's call it speed. He could have been in the lineup yesterday. It's a bad look publicly. Uh, you get traded and you actually make that decision if you're t- Tyler Defoe. You know what I mean? He's not going to fake an injury, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, man, like, if, even if it is, it's probably not a broken foot, whatever it is, it could be 
anything. It could be like a small injury to his foot. And mentally, he's probably like, I'm actually injured. Like, players in the playoffs play through a lot of shit all the time. He's probably thinking, why should I even go play through this? You know what I mean? Like, to win a cop? I mean, like, this is the you got craziest to year. You're a cop in this playing stuff. Yeah, but this is the craziest year. I mean, we're already seeing some batshit crazy going on, right? Like, I mean, Montreal is up 2-1. And, and who knows what's going to happen by the time all of this shit is done on Sunday. I mean, if you think there's not going to be upsets next round either, like, like there's going to be some upsets. It's, a, it's like a virtual lock just because everything's been so crazy. Jason, or uh, Ryan, do you guys think Montreal pulls it off? Montreal? Um, I mean, they have a shot, right? That's this whole thing with the whole play-in. You never know. Yeah, um, but if you ever put your house on it, I'm putting my house on it. No, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get some betting advice here, boys. <laughs> what do, do you guys think that Pittsburgh's gonna come back and win this series? Yes. If you were to put money on it, I think I think they will. I mean, I I I'm not gonna put money on it, but I think they'll come back and win. What do you think, Jason? I have money on it anyways because I have <laughs> Pittsburgh and the Canucks in a parlay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I got that same part late, too. Shit, I do have money on it. Think about it. If there's one team has to win two games in a row, they got Crosby, Malkin. You're putting money yeah. on it? I am. I'll do it yeah. every day. Uh, it's been it's, such it's, a close series, hasn't it? I mean, like, even today, they're up 3-1, right? They, did, yeah. they blew a 3-1 lead. It. Wow. Right? Like, I mean, it's not like they haven't potentially been, you know, arguably speaking, the better team. Yeah. Right? But if it's you just... also remember the thing as well, before the whole bubble thing happened, people were complaining, why is Montreal getting a shot? Why is Chicago getting a shot? Teams were already scared of Carey Price and Patrick Kane. Now look what's happening now. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what's it, it, To some extent, you can easily make the case that the two of the loosest teams are Montreal and Chicago. Two teams that had no business, no business being a part of this thing. Yeah, right. Like absolutely, they were they were the longer like they were the teams that were you know like way out of you know the race. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you can make the same case that Arizona got lucky, and even the Rangers, who had a four day appearance in all of this, you know, kind of got somewhat lucky to even get an invite. And the the rest of the teams were all like pretty much jam packed, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was fair game there. Um, but Chicago and Montreal, like. I don't think there's any doubt they got in because the market made sense, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a success. The tournament's fun too. Like this tournament's tournament, fun. It's, it's, I, like I think everything they've done, the NHL man, you got to give them props. They've, this tournament has been fun. Like it's brought normalcy back into our lives. Um, it's made you know, like, like Yo, man, Friday it's, it's going to be Friday night's going to be exciting this week. Somebody hey. eliminated. It's it gonna be fun. It's it, it's fun to even um, you know when you're throughout the day you you know you check you know any any whatever sports ticker that you you look at and you see what the scores are. You know, there's hockey going on, man. I mean, it, that that is it's fun. It's awesome. Yeah, that, that clip though, come on, that's gonna create way too much controversy on Twitter. People are gonna come after me. You, you have any regrets already? <laughs> I'm already scared, man. <laughs> you have any regrets already? Nobody told you to say it. Yeah, that's right? true. I mean, you literally just wanted to walk into that yourself. Yeah, right? he's having he's having th- he's having uh, nightmares already because the last time you said something like this 
no, on, it, a it, it, on a different podcast. It enters my mind as a fan. Okay. You, you, said lo- you said lo- something similar, very controversial on another podcast. in these players, fan, that puts money money on them to fucking win, that goes to the games all the time, that buys the hot dogs, everything. <laughs> and you guys are, are getting – people are going to get angry at me if I think that Toffoli might be checked out. It's okay for as a fan to think that. It's okay as a fan to think that. I have issues. I have, I have, I'm insecure as a fan. It's okay. Can, can somebody can somebody please get Tanbeer's uh, Twitter handle here? I think it's a good good moment for us to bring that to light. Um, you know, anybody who's listening in um, can can you know follow along and 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 uh, feel free to give your give I your thoughts. Go, so be uh, be careful. <laughs> okay, this is what, this is what we'll do. We'll take the heat off Tanbeer for a little bit. Yes. Put it on another person who has appeared on this podcast as a guest. Yes. He did not bring pizza. Yeah. His name is the Pizza Guy. My pizza message guy. to all the listeners is: If you're planning to watch the game on Friday night, you're looking for food. Please do not order from Elvis Pizza. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I thought to get Elvis Pizza uh, sponsorship, man. What's going on? I thought that was probably, that's what probably going to yeah, do for us. We're trying to get that sponsor. It's a sponsorship. Prob would sell his soul for Elvis Pizza, unfortunately. Yeah, um, yeah no no thanks. Uh, Jason and I had, had an interesting adventure at Elvis Pizza a few years back. So never, um, never get a sponsorship or invest in something that you've had a bad experience with, right? Uh, it's, it sounds about reasonable. We went there, and, and I think it was like two a.m. You know, it's hey, I'll give it to them. There, there are pizza places I think that that's open in Surrey till like four o'clock in the morning, right? So you know what? I mean, they have pizza, Fraser Highway, one fifty-eight area. They're open pretty late too, so that option. Well, there, that's a better option. Yeah, um, and yeah, no, it wasn't a pleasant experience. And you know what? We've even seen some of the pictures from Pizza Guy. Um, for Elvis Pizza, and and it and it looks almost sort of like literally they they decided let's go outside to the backyard veggie garden and cut some and just throw it on top. Don't even worry about cooking it. Let's just put it on top. Yeah, that'll be a good garnish. Yeah. Right? I thought it goes. But maybe Prab knows the owner and he gets the best made pizza. You know, like, <laughs> Prab knows everybody. It's a, it's a possibility, man. Prab knows everybody. Yeah. Um, all right, now looking forward, what's your guys' uh, predictions here? Let's start with Jason. Uh, what do you think uh, is going to happen in the next two or three games um, for this round? For the Canucks. For the, for the Canucks series tomorrow, game three. So you haven't had a game yet where you're like, hey, Markstrom played really well. Yeah. yeah. I think tomorrow he's going to come in, make the statement. And you know what? I'm going to predict Markstrom gets a shutout tomorrow. Ooh. That's, Ooh. that's a big prediction there. You bet on And the Canucks, Canucks are going to win 2 nothing. Okay. And then what do you think about overall in the series? Overall, I have the Canucks in five. Mm-hmm. But if they win tomorrow... I think the boys are going to be fired up and they're going to try to end it Friday night. And then you know what's yeah. going to happen? Party at Scott Road. Yeah. Scott 72. That'd be the best. So we went, so we closed it out on Friday and we go to Scott Road, right? Yo, yep. Scott 72 would be oh, legit on Friday. Uh, proud to bring some Elvis pizza. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Tambier? Uh, what do you think is going to happen oh, over the next couple of games? I want that. That's what I want. 
right there. Party. That would make for a fun Friday, wouldn't it? Right? Yeah. Party on Scott 72. I'll bring the crown. Yeah. I'll meet Rick Dollywell there. We'll have a good time. Crown <laughs> the rocks. Um, honestly, man, we need a toll too. We need a, we need the drums, you know? Like, I think that four is possibility. Um, especially if the win tomorrow afternoon, which the yeah, afternoon game sucks. But um, it'd be nice to, if we win tomorrow, I think the boys will close it out. But if they don't win, it's going five. <laughs> and we're going to win five. So I win this series yeah. in mind. In yeah. my mind. I would say that um, uh, I, before the series began, my prediction was I was kind of going back and forth between Canucks and four, Canucks and five. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll go Canucks in five. Um, I'll, I, I think we will win. Um, but to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it is Canucks in four. Mm-hmm. I think we are the better team, I think, even throughout these two games. Despite the fact that we had a shitty game one, we've mm-hmm. been the better team, right? Um, we just got to – we got to we, – we can't play from behind, right? Yeah. Like, that's the key. Um, if any of these games – um, Minnesota gets that early jump, you know, gets an early bounce or whatever. It might make it a bit challenging, mm-hmm. but Staylock doesn't scare me, man. For sure, right? Like, like he, he just me at all. He there's does. nothing, nothing about his game that has me frightened. And um, quite frankly, as much as I, I have a lot of respect for Minnesota's top four um, demon, mm-hmm. um, you know. Like their their forwards aren't scary, you know. At least you know the top yeah, six. Yeah, the nobody, only nobody's dominating. It's Fiala. Fiala, yeah. And maybe Eric Stahl. That's it. I th- so I, he's a little, too, a little bit. Freeze just a little bit. He hasn't really done too too much. Like Fiala, like okay, yeah, for sure, right? That guy, he's noticeable, Spurgeon. right? Like Spurgeon. He's, Spurgeon is is good, right? Like yeah. he's been good. Even Suter has been solid. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, Suter is basically you know a, a better Adler, right? Yeah. I mean, like yeah. like uh, he's been yeah. so good, um, but other than that, like I don't know, I, I just I think when it comes down to it, I I really believe it's the goaltending. Like I just I've got no faith in um, Staylock. For sure, no, you know. Uh, like, Ryan, what do you think? Um, so they're winning. I think they win in four. So they're gonna win tomorrow, and they're gonna win then on Friday, Friday as well. Uh, if they play like how they played in game two, then like the series is over in four and their power play. Like I know they went one for seven, but it was like, it was clicking. It started, in game two. it started, it right? started like, a proper yeah. click. Like you could see it, the yeah. way they were mo- moving the yeah. puck and just the way yeah. they were just creating offense. That stupid freaking drop pass. Like they still do it after all these years. Yeah. But what I don't get is why it's like Brock Besser or JT that's actually carrying the puck. In, right. Or like Bo, why is it not Petey? Yeah. Yeah, sure. um, that's the most positive Ryan's ever been on the pod. I feel like I'm very negative about, about the Canucks. Usually. Yeah, yeah. Really, really uh, to him, for him to pick the Canucks in four, man, that's I, pretty positive. Game two got me pumped. Makes me want to change my pick to four as well. <laughs> my original pick was four, so I, I I was originally thinking four, um, but I thought okay, maybe you know with the defensive like some close games and the, and the rust factor. Mm-hmm. Um, top five, but yeah. Either way, I, I have confidence that we're going to win, um, and and I would be pretty disappointed if we didn't, right? So I mean, at this point, I think we're the better team. And well, what do you guys? I, what do you guys think? Do you think the team should like the coaches and the general manager should be evaluated if we lose? But like, do you think that 
like you, you losing to Minnesota is not acceptable. Yo, I I would be stunned if Green doesn't get a lot of heat. I would I would almost say he's fifty fifty back. I'm talking as, about as, as crazy as it sounds. Benning, Benning, you know the, the the thing about it is that in the middle of a pandemic, it's kind of a a bizarre time to be you know firing your GM and hiring someone new right now. Uh, and I I don't know. I think that might help Benning, even though I know Buffalo did it. But it just feels like had this been kind of a normal finish to the season. Benning get looked at more because he's been here longer. Like Green, yeah, like like the game one decision definitely bothered me and he definitely deserved heat for it. Like he's he's been here three years where Benning's been here six. I'll yeah. tell you this. I get the sense from everything I've read that Aquilini is sick and tired of Benning wasting his money on yeah, shit ass players. I think I think that's a fact. Yeah, right? I think I think I think Jimbo's at a point now where it's pretty much like, look, your signings just keep fucking shit up, right? Yeah. Um, so you know you're wasting my money. But what do you think, Jason? If if the Canucks lose, do you see either of these guys in the hot seat? See, I I hate Benning. I think he's a terrible GM. He's a good scout. <laughs> he does some other good parts of the job, but as far as like his signings and trades. I think he should never be in charge of that. Maybe he's more suited to be like assistant GM or director of scouting type of stuff. Yeah. But with the pandemic thing, I think it saves his job because you can't really just let him go. I'd keep him around and maybe give him next year to see what he does. But the one thing I don't get with uh, Aquilini is, wasn't he more hands-on with Gillis? And he was like, no, you can't do this, you can't do that. And then all of a sudden, he gets tired of hearing people making fun of him on Twitter and the media that he's too hands-on, he's a fanboy, this, that. Now he lets Benning do yeah. whatever he wants. That makes There's no sense. a lot sense. of stories about that, no? Like, a lot of stories about Francis Bacalini being a fanboy. Like, yeah. the one clip from uh, uh, the Halford and Brock show where, like, uh, Bot, rest in peace him, he's, like, getting all pumped up. He's like, uh, look at the boys go, drink it up. I mean, like um, in the studio, like they were like playing ACDC, and yeah. he was he was uh, impersonating uh, Francesco Accolini, and uh, apparently while he was doing that, he was like fist bumping, pretty much doing the Accolini fist bump. So I think the media sort of has seen uh, <laughs> Francesco Accolini of uh, you know all pumped up and Fr- Francesco honestly reminds me of just Dude. like a rich prab. Right, like Crab <laughs> is a fanboy and then some. Right, like it's it's like imagine if Prab, you know, pizza guy here, you know, had you know a few billion dollars, was rich, rich enough to go buy a team. Like that's that's legit what Francesco reminds me of. Dude, the thing is, I don't know how like Prab is pretty uh, positive and stuff too. So Prab's like, a major fanboy. Like to another you know level. Thing about Prab. Yeah. Prab would make sure his workers didn't get laid off during the pandemic, and he'd pay his berry pickers. Well, Prab's an honorable guy. Prab's an honorable guy. Well, boys, I think it's going to be an interesting weekend here, interesting finish to the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and yeah, like not only the Canucks series is going to finish off, we're going to have a lot more other, you know, series that are going to finish off, and, and then they're going to jump into the draft lottery, and then right away, into the you know the actual first round of the playoffs, so it's gonna be fun. 
and uh, I think uh, you know we'll we'll be seeing our Canucks advance yeah. on. I, I I really feel confident. Um, Fiala may score, you know, another goal, you know, before the series is over, maybe even two goals. But I have a feeling like PD's gonna have like a monster, like statistical game, right? Yeah, for sure. I right? bet for the Canucks to please get it down on Friday. So I go to Scott seventy two on a Friday night with my crown, my sixty of crown, and my Elvis pizza and ready to go. You know, like let's go. Like hashtag send ten beer to Scott Road. <laughs> Yeah, when so you can send me to Scott Road. Let's go. It'd be nice if Jake scores too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Just be happy that Jake got his his, his ten minutes in and he yeah, looked pretty yeah. decent. Yeah. I think that's and good so enough for you to start a family friendly podcast. If you do decide to go to Scott in seventy two, please bring a mask and stay safe. Yeah, <laughs> that's an awesome note to end, end the show on. Yeah. All right, I love it. Stay safe, everybody. Have fun. Enjoy the games. Hockey's back, baby. We couldn't ask for anything more than that, right? Yeah, for sure. Perfect. All right. That's a wrap.